Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Thank you for listening to another episode of Marketing Espresso. So grateful you've chosen this body. And, you know, I always say it, if you're loving the podcast, can you just let me know? (laughs) I know a lot of you listen. I see the numbers. And I would love if you could leave me a review, reach out, say hi. And of course, if you are ready to work with me, remember you can do that too. That's something that I offer. I I know that this podcast is great because I, I download a lot of my thoughts about marketing and about tips to help you. But if you are ready to have someone help you and hold your hand, then by all means, get in touch. But it is a Tuesday, so that means that I have an amazing guest for you. Now, this guest, myself and her business partner, well, I actually met her business partner in a nail salon of all places. I overheard her talking about marketing. I was like, hey, we need to know each other. So it just goes to prove that, you know, even though all of us are in the same space, we are just absolutely building a community here of delivering great marketing advice. That is our entire goal. And I'm really excited to bring Melanie Gardner to you. She is one half of the marketing powerhouse that is House of Social. Known in the office as the one with words, she brings her love of language and communications to craft marketing solutions for small business with a focus on the service industry. Mel is passionate about finding ways to create connections between businesses and consumers that foster long-term relationships and referral business. I'm so excited to bring Melanie to you today. I think you'll absolutely love the topic. As always, reach out, say hey, and give me your feedback. Melanie, thank you so much for joining me today. Very, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I think it's well overdue. We've known each other long enough. Been a while. Been a little while. (laughs) I am so glad I could convince you to come on today because I'm excited about today's topic, okay? Because I know you well enough to know that this is like, this is, I swear, your branding, like your personal brand. This is your catch cry. I want you to trademark it. And that is you're not selling a toothbrush. It's a bit embarrassing. I know it sounds a bit left of field when people first hear it, but I do a lot of work in the service industry and I just find it's a great analogy to use to get people to really focus on what they're doing in their marketing and to make sure that they're used the word comparisonitis before. And I think that's a really awesome one. And just to make sure that they're not worrying about what other people do, but really focusing on what they do. Yeah, love that. And we have joked, Beck and I, other Beck, your business partner, about making you get a tattoo of a toothbrush. <laughs> Not going to happen, but then- <laughs> oh, I love it. So we'll go down this topic and actually explain what we mean. But I think I'm going to laugh the day that you do work with someone that sells a toothbrush. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I am. I'm just waiting, actually. I'm waiting. Give me a call. If you sell toothbrushes, you know where to reach me. <laughs> I love it. So we thought we would call this episode this, not only because it's you, Melanie, but also because this topic is so important and it it comes back to what you actually mean is obviously the difference between a service business, a product business and a fast move, especially fast moving product business like FMCG is what it's traditionally called. And you and I both work in the service industry. And one of the things we come up against a lot is the expectation and I guess the real life of how long it takes to sell a service versus a product. So do you want to kind of take us through why this beautiful analogy came to be? I guess it kind of came from discussions that I was having. And and yeah, we talk about the service industry. We just happened to have, have transitioned to be working with a lot of service industries in our business. So we don't work with a lot of businesses who are selling direct products. 
And the analogy really came out because I was talking to customers, often owners of very small businesses who had not done a lot of marketing in the past. And so the idea of marketing was a little bit scary and it was just a great analogy to get people to really focus on the difference between selling a high premium or a high volume, low cost product as opposed opposed to selling a high premium service, you know, something like a kitchen renovation, for example. So the, the you're not selling a toothbrush came from helping people to manage their expectations in terms of what their marketing would do for them and at what point their ideal customer would start engaging with them. So to use the analogy, if you're selling a toothbrush, you've got a direct sale through whatever marketing medium you're using. You can put an affiliate link or you can have a direct link to your online shop. Someone clicks that link. They say, yes, I'll have five toothbrushes, please. I'll pay my shipping. You have nothing to do with that process aside from the front end advertising that you've done. When you work in a high value service industry, and it doesn't matter what kind of service you're selling, the process is incredibly different. The marketing and all of that sale happens after they've contacted you. So the whole conversation is different. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a great analogy to get people who are in the service industry thinking differently about their conversion strategies and thinking differently about their marketing strategies. Yeah, I love it because it is so true. And I think there's a lot of belief or misbelief in marketing that it's just going to, I'm going to turn it on and it will be a tap and I will receive X amount of things. But you're right. Like, even when you told me this analogy, I loved it. I instantly fell in love with it. And like, even though Beck and I, we do, we do put it on you. We joke about it a lot and hence the tattoo. But I genuinely think it is one of the greatest analogies because it really does explain the difference. There is no touch point in an e-com business. It's just you build the trust up front. The trust comes from customer proof. You've got reviews. You've got all of this stuff. But also with a product, you are fulfilling a need that someone has then and there. They need to clean their teeth. And that's a real genuine need. Like it is a societal need. It's something that we've all decided that we have to do. So someone's going to feel pressure to do it. But with often with a service-based business, we're selling something people don't necessarily need. We almost have to sometimes convince them that they need it or their pain has to get so bad. For example, with a kitchen reno, my parents didn't update the kitchen until literally one of the cupboards fell apart one day. Like the whole bench caved in. <laughs> and it was like, okay, all That's right. It's probably a good time to do a renovation. Yep. <laughs> I mean, like maybe a year or two before that or maybe 10 years before that because this was the OG kitchen and I think it must have been... <laughs> Oh, it would have been 30, 40 years old by the time they finally changed it. Oh, my it. goodness. Yeah, yeah. It was it was epic. I do miss that kitchen. Not at all. I think. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, especially with something that's going to cost someone so much, there is personality, your personality, your salespeople's personalities, there's brand, there's trust. Yes, they have customer proof. They might You might have reviews. But that process is such a longer process. And setting that expectation around how long it's going to take is so vital. I think, for any business owner to understand. And I also think the major difference there when you're talking about product and service company is that it's it's not in a product, so say something like a toothbrush, the purchaser doesn't really care who owns the business. They could buy from anyone. What they need is the product. Whereas when you're selling a service, it's really, it's about you. It's about your expertise, your years of experience in the industry, your 
social proof when it comes to happy customers, your visual proof when it comes to completed projects or whatever it is. So there is a real difference between that USP that you create when you are in a service industry is it's and there's just lots to of people out there. Wait, wait into USP just to intervene? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Selling proposition. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> I like I people really be like, guys, stop using marketing jargon. <laughs> no, I really, I really, really try not to do that. I'm sorry. But yeah, so I think I think the difference there is that, you know, if you're in a product business, if you're selling a toothbrush, your focus is on what it does and what mm. what the actual product is that's different to other products on the market. When you're in the service-based industry, your difference is actually not the service, it's you. It's what you bring to the table. It's your message, your vision, your passion, your unique set of skills or whatever it is. And that's, I guess, in terms of marketing, that's also a great distinction to make because, yes, you can talk about kitchen, but so can everyone else. Like We can all say we renovate kitchens or we provide this marketing service or we provide that marketing service. But really, the thing that differentiates us from other people in the the industry that are doing the same thing is what we bring to the table. And that's us, Mm -hmm. our years of experience, our passion, our unique insights, whatever it is. That's got nothing to do with the product. It's got absolutely nothing to do with, with what we're selling. So I always find that that you're not selling a toothbrush is just such a handy thing because you get an immediate visual. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Straight away. Yeah. For the listeners, what is one tip that you would give someone in a service-based business that is going down this path of bringing marketing into their business for the first time? I would absolutely say, stop telling people what you do. So I see this a lot. I see this a lot in marketing. People think that their marketing or advertising message is, we do this or we do that. And I was like, no, you don't. So we renovate kitchens. That's not your marketing message. Mm. We create homes where you can make happy memories. That's your marketing message. Emotional. That's the thing. Absolutely. You have to tell a story. If you're not crafting a story, you're not going to make an emotional connection. And the minute you make an emotional connection with your customer, you're halfway through the selling process. The minute they're on board with you and traveling that journey with you, then you're a partnership rather than that kind of face-to-face situation where it's like, I'm trying to sell to you. And that's where the whole, we make kitchens or, you know, we make this or whatever. And, And I think, so that would be the one thing I would say is stop telling people what you do and start telling people how what you do is going to improve their life or make a difference somehow. That's your story. That's your hook. That's what's going to get them to connect with you and your kind of unique situation or your unique offer in a very crowded marketplace. Yeah, I love that. That's excellent advice. The other reason it's so important to talk about how you're going to make a difference in someone's life is that if you're in a service-based industry, you don't have a tangible product to sell. What you're selling someone is the dream, the dream of a new kitchen, the dream of a marketing plan that's going to work really well. So you don't have a physical product that they can touch and feel. And so if you're just sitting there trying to tell them that they can have a new kitchen, it doesn't give them a vision. It doesn't give them something that they can perceive that they're then on board with you with that I want to travel this journey with you and and achieve that goal. Whereas if you start talking in terms of 
how amazing is it going to be to be able to sit your family around this table and give them this incredible meal that you cooked in your brand new kitchen? That's, I mean, who doesn't want that? Like, oh my God, I like love <laughs> kitchen. Kitchens are my thing. Like, I think a kitchen sells a house, right? Oh, <laughs> kitchens and bathrooms. You look yeah. at any real estate advertisement and all they've got is kitchens and bathrooms because that's where family resides. It's where we do the things that, you know, invigorate ourselves. So, yeah. And I yeah. think bringing that into your marketing and, and that it gives your brand personality because I think one of the other things I see with business owners, especially service ones, are like, I don't need to be the face of my company. But it's like, you all need to be the face of your company because people buy from people at the end of the day. Like, even if you walk into JB Hi-Fi versus Harvey Norman, if you got really good service, say at Harvey Norman, they're slightly more expensive, you would ask them to price match so you can buy from the person that gave you great service, right? Like I always do that. And it's the same, it's basic customer service that, you know, like it's when we feel so special, cared about, like someone's on our journey, like they care about the outcome, the sale's easy. So showing that, and then you've got to be more likely to get testimonials and like, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I think people, I love the way that you've said that because I think it's something people focus on we do rather than we create or like we help you or, you know, and it is that language, isn't it? Very much. And I think too, you know, you've got to remember that when you don't have something tangible that people can touch and feel and, and look at before they sign up, you've got a long way to go to build that trust. And the renovation industry or the building industry is one where there is a low level of consumer trust. But I think for anyone in the service-based industry, you're making a promise to them yeah. that they don't know. I mean, you they can read your testimonials or whatever, but really until you've actually given them that thing that you've said you're going to give them, they don't know that they're really going to get it. And so that's why if you if you help them envision that, if you use language and messaging that gives them the ability to kind of see that dream, it creates that tangibility within an intangible situation. Yeah. And and I think, you know, a toothbrush, you can see it. Maybe, maybe you can't hold it if you're not in the physical shop, but we all know what a toothbrush does. And there aren't that many variables when it comes to a toothbrush. And the risk of buying a toothbrush versus buying something for thousands of dollars. Correct. Like it's such a different ball game. Like you can't compare the two and you can't compare it when it comes to marketing. They're two very different business models that require such a different mindset in approaching it. Like you can't, you can switch on an AdWords campaign for a service-based business, sure. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to have great customer service if they, if you're getting the leads in and you're going to have to really understand how much you can actually do as well. Because if you did get the 200 sales like you might get with the toothbrush ad, how are you going to service that? That's right. You can't fulfill anywhere near that number of orders. So, and I think that's the other thing too, is that it's, it's very much about what happens after that lead contacts you, because Mm -hmm. so much of the selling process happens in a service-based business offline, not online. So the online is, is what gets them interested. It's what makes them contact you. It's what gives them information about how you work and where you're located and who you work with. But really the actual process of converting them to becoming a customer is very much an offline process. And that can, that's timely as well. That's not a three second, oh yeah, fine, I'll spend $5 and buy this toothbrush. It's 
you know, that's building up that credibility over time and letting people walk that path with you mm. in an offline state. So again, it's it's about creating a strategy that understands that that's the part of the process. You yeah. you don't have the same strategy to sell a toothbrush no. as you um, would to sell a kitchen. Well, I also think there was another point that like we touched on there about the fact that if you if people want to feel like they get to know you, like I know when people come to me, a lot of the time because they, you know, they follow me on social media or whatever it is, they've interacted with me, they feel like they know me already a little bit and they can listen to the podcast so they know what my vibe's about. So that's back to our point about you're important in your marketing, even in a service business, even in, you know, a construction space or wherever you think that you don't need to be the face of your business. And it is a much easier sell. Once you get that lead, if people really feel like they're on the journey with your business before they even make contact with you, which is done for good marketing, right? That is also a great way to differentiate yourself because like we were saying before, there's lots of people out there that offer the same services that we offer or that do the same things that we do. So the thing that differentiates us is actually us and our story and our passion and our why. Mm -hmm. So if we're not out there telling the world, the story behind why did we get into this industry in the first place and what's our background and what drives us and why are we so passionate about doing what we're doing, then it really doesn't give people a reason to see any major difference between us and our competitors. Whereas if we're really pushing, you know, we do this because it really matters to us. We do this because we feel really passionate about this for whatever reason, then it really creates that backstory. And I think that that just helps with credibility. It helps with, I mean, anytime we're we're social beings, anytime you open up to another person and give them a little bit of yourself, they feel like they've got to know you and you create a personal connection. If all you want to do is talk about what you do, then you're actually setting up barriers to that connection. But when you start talking about why, that's what gets people engaged. That's what people really prefer to hear about, to be honest. Like by the time they've contacted you, they're already convinced that you can make them whatever kitchen. That's fine. That's not the bit you have to sell them on. What you have to sell them on is why they should choose you to do that job or marketing strategy or whatever. I keep coming back to kitchen renovations, but you know, <laughs> it kind of doesn't matter what the service is. No. That the the point is by the time they've contacted you, something that they've seen somewhere in your messaging and your marketing has convinced them that you can do that work. Mm. what you now need to do is tell them why they should choose you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, on that note, I reckon let's wrap up. So today I think everyone has learned that you are not selling a toothbrush unless of course you are, in which case please contact us. Cause I really want to hear, <laughs> I really want to know more and I want to know the struggles that you face selling a toothbrush, but thank you so much for joining me, Melanie. It has been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you? Oh, houseofsocial.com.au is probably the easiest entry point. Otherwise, I am on the LinkedIn and the Instagram and the Facebook and (laughs) all of the usual places. So, yes, feel free to reach out. And like Beck, I would love to know if you sell toothbrushes. (laughs) Do not contact me if you're a tattoo artist because I'm not getting a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I will put all your details in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Beck. Lovely to be here.
Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.